I'm Andrea Collins. And I'm Shelly Zorn. This is Let's Talk Thomasville, a podcast about storytelling through perspectives of the past, our value of today, and our imagination for tomorrow. So we're super excited to feature um, Ben Huntsinger with a Z, not an S, on our podcast today. Um, He's here to tell us how he got into this innovative maker spot. Um, We really want to hear his story and how he developed something based out of his own needs. So Ben, we're super excited to have you here today and we appreciate you carving out time to share your story with us. Absolutely. Um, I hope that um, everybody listening knows that I was just a guy with an idea and I chased it for years so if you were thinking about doing something do it um backstory on me i was in a car wreck in 2009 so this year makes 13 years i've been using a wheelchair i was paralyzed from the chest down and when i got paralyzed i was given a what you call a manual wheelchair no motor on it and um i was in a a therapy hospital and they would take us outside and we would go around and um in the park and anyways whenever I I left the hospital and was back out in the real world I was um introduced to how much a manual wheelchair struggles on any terrain other than a flat surface interesting so did you have any experience with um anybody in your life that had to use a wheelchair before your accident there was a guy working with me when I got paralyzed and I remember how weird I felt around him had never personally known anybody with a disability only just saw a wheelchair and thought they're hurt you know it was so crazy how I so you never noticed before those challenges and what those manual wheelchairs couldn't accomplish never never you don't thought know about until it. you experience it, it yeah. right yeah never thought about it never saw any videos of somebody in a wheelchair doing anything Um, Because a lot of people, from what I learned, really live to what the mechanical standard is letting you do in a wheelchair. Um, Mm -hmm. And the small rollerblade tires on the front really just aren't built for anything other than a flat surface. So um, that's what I do is I make wheelchairs that are not like that. I make the complete opposite of a normal wheelchair um it's more of a seated mountain bike that's what i put on my shipping label <laughs> like that um, yeah. did you just through trial and error how how did you figure out how to do that just it really was trial and error um and the help of youtube and google search and images i i just had this thought in my mind of if i did this different if i did that different how could i make this wheelchair and this skateboard axle worked together. Um, so basically, if you think about it, I took a wheelchair and popped it up on top of an off-road skateboard, and it, it rolled so much better not having those little wheels on the ground and having a bigger front tire that um, it, it just kept going from there. Um, I started researching like every suspension system ever made, um, reaching out to universities that uh, had you know engineers working on disabled equipment so did you see other wheelchairs that were made and already produced that could do the things you wanted it to do 
Or, and I guess my question is, were you just doing this for yourself or were you ever thinking in the beginning you were doing this for yourself and others? You just wanted to be a more mobile yourself, which... It, it was really a combination of both. Um, I wanted to do it for me so I could enjoy going out to the river with my dog, rolling in grass, cutting the grass, doing anything outside uh, because of how good it is for you mentally so anything um, so anything off of like a, a flat concrete surface that, yeah. a, that, a, that a mechanical wheel, a wheelchair can't go over exactly even the sidewalks especially in atlanta where they're old um it, i mean it was like you had to be up in a wheelie position to go anywhere because the front tires wouldn't let you roll over cracks um see I, and as a as someone who's not wheelchair bound you just don't think of that and so right. What really, <clears throat> which I'm so excited about having you on the podcast today because our um, we had a podcast that we recorded not too long ago that will air, and um, th- we were talking about the difference between an entrepreneur versus a business person, and that the guy that we interviewed felt like there was such a difference between an entrepreneur and a business person. Entrepreneur is someone who realizes that there is a need, and then they develop a product or prototype or a service to meet that need and that's exactly what yeah happened for you yeah absolutely um there was there was nothing okay so the first wheelchair i ever saw with suspension on it was being used by a guy that you see on tv now he does backflips off of big ramps and um (laughs) i reached out to him and he said this this guy makes my wheelchairs for me and I, i looked on his website i saw these four link suspension system and I remember just being really uh, motivated to make something like that for myself. Didn't know how to weld. I mean, the most I'd ever really done was taking apart a lawnmower, put it back together. I wasn't, didn't know what so I know now. So you taught yourself all of this. Yes. Which is wow. an entrepreneur. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I didn't, I didn't go that route at first. I tried to get help from so many people, so many people in the wheelchair industry in other disabled think tank places um, that the government gives them grant money to help people with the ideas I was presenting to them. But because they, that's another story, you know, they didn't see that what I was doing was um, marketable, that Mm -hmm. there wasn't enough people to even go forward with that kind of idea um, that would be interested in it. And my thing was always, you, you guys, I'm making a wheelchair that gives people the capability they don't have now. There's not anybody like what I'm doing now because there isn't that wheelchair. But if we make it, there will be. They didn't believe in that. Mm-hmm. So Did you see it as anybody or maybe more the outdoors man or woman that loves to hunt or fish? or But you saw it as anybody? Anybody. Okay. Anybody because they've been lied to on what they can still accomplish physically mm. because... You know, it's like this. The therapists clock out at five. They aren't living in a wheelchair. They A lot of people, when they get into the wheelchair, they are hurt um, physically. And when they are starting to heal, they're not very strong. Most therapists are just showing them how to tie their shoes, do really simple tasks to where they can live an independent life. And I see a lot of people leave the hospital, and that's how they live is just this I'm in a wheelchair now. I, I don't need to get out there and do physical. The minimum. Mm-hmm. The minimum. Yeah. Yeah, not living life to the full. And I've, I have always felt and have seen it. If you can use a chair that is not so physically 
hard to, to maneuver outdoors, you can really live a normal lifestyle. Because um, let's face it, the, nowhere is flat, you mm-hmm. know, other than inside. So That's what I was going to say. There's probably, when you really think about it, not many places that are easy to navigate with that with that type of wheelchair you're talking about, except for in ADA-compliant buildings, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And all, all of the people I ever met that had been in wheelchairs for a long time that I was introduced to uh, when I first got paralyzed, they were working in hospitals. They were working in places that were all ADA compliant. So they were retrofitted already for that type of wheelchair. They had, they, but they had, were bound by those, by those areas though, right? And they didn't see that. Mm-hmm. They, to me, they, they were, were talking a big game about how life was good for them and stuff. And I'm, gl- I'm glad they feel that way. But for me, I always, later on, as I matured, saw it as kind of like, no, nah, you know, I don't think you, you realize that you adapted to what your wheelchair was letting you do comfortably. Mm. And if you were to make yourself a wheelchair that was capable of going wherever you wanted to go, then your job opportunities and career opportunities immediately open up to more than a paved surface office. You know, there's more to life than that. Right. Right. Sure. So when you started tinkering and figuring that out, how did you, how long did it take you to get to the first prototype? I moved down here six years ago and I had just made one. I could tell you guys stories for days about how, of getting wheelchairs, breaking them. Um, <laughs> I had one that I had recently got. I, I cut it, flipped the front end around on it and, um, I made my first prototype down here where it was completely from the ground up my wheelchair. Like I didn't use any other wheelchair parts. It was, I went to the store, bought the conduit, which is the metal I use, uh, bent it, then took a hundred dollar welder I had from Harbor Freight and literally put it all together together on the back of the truck. Um, so it took six years before I was making my own from the ground up, but I'd been using stuff that I was making uh, years before that too. So about six years. Wow. And and in those six years before I made my own, it was no after no, we can't mm-hmm. help you, we can't help you to where I finally got to where I'm going to have to do this myself. I don't have a lot of cash, you know, I don't, and that was the big thing is I, everything that I learned to make my wheelchair with is from the hardware store. It was stuff I could, you know, nickel and dime. And um, I can imagine so. if there is a prototype that already existed to allow um, folks to be able to maneuver all these different types of terrains that it can't, that it'd be, I mean, regular wheelchairs aren't affordable. So something that's like top notch would be even more I would expensive. imagine is very, yeah. very over, I mean, I was, very pricey. <clears throat> wondering once you had your design, then what? Like, how did you go to the next level where other people could know about this? This is where it was just such a, thank God I was in Thomas County when this happened. Oh, I love to hear that. That's good yeah. to hear. <laughs> just, I, I went to um, SRTC, Southern Regional Technical College, and approached them the same way I had approached many other engineers and stuff, but it was just the right time and the right place. I rolled into their marketing department when I enrolled and went to school for welding there. Um, 
and I spoke with a lady and said, look, I'm here because I have a design for a wheelchair that is going to help a lot of people and I want to learn how to build it better and I want to sell it for, you know, it's, it's very affordable. Um, if there's any way that the college can help me get to where I want to be to help other people with this, you guys can have it. You know, I'm not doing it for the money or anything. And I know that colleges like to participate in stuff like this because I've seen through those in those earlier six years how other colleges had just totally blown up people that had invented stuff at their schools. Mm-hmm. So I, I, that's what I said. And I said, OK, thank you. Have a great day. And um, two months later, the Chamber of Commerce for the state of Georgia reaches out to them and says, we're going to host an Inventure Prize competition. Do you have any students that have an invention? Period. And they were like, oh, my God, you remember that guy that came in here? And, uh, so two months perfect later. Time, perfect time, perfect place. Yeah, still everything aligned. Yeah. 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 You know what I call that? Serendipity. Yeah. That's serendipity. It's I a mean, God wink. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So yeah. that's how it all uh that's how it all got started and then I went to that competition and And what was that like? How did it feel uh, as an individual? Let me ask that. You know, someone who you know, it seems like you've been working on this for so long and then you're going to a competition where, you know, you're really trying to continue moving forward with something that means so much to you and you know will mean so much to others. That I mean, there's pressure there. Those judges saw what I had in me, and I was on another level from the kids that I was competing against. Those yes. kids were like in a science class that semester, and the teacher might have said, let's all come up with something. Mm-hmm. I was somebody that came up there with something I'd been dying for, like pushing across the city with a wagon full of hardware. <laughs> so again, know? a real need. Like you had a real need, and yeah. those kids are awesome, and they're great, but they're trying to think up something yeah. outside of oh what was our actual desire or passion need of theirs yes. yeah yes i mean you know i'm not i don't want to take anything away from those kids they were working hard sure mm-hmm. awesome mm-hmm. right um but it was like it, it was a moment in life that flew by and was all in the same time just like minute by minute I mean, it was just, it was crazy. Went by so fast, but then yet so slow. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was competing on national television or live state GPB TV with something that I had been hearing no after no. You you know, this is not something that you can do, whatever your crazy kind of vibe I would get from people and to be competing to and win you 20, won, right? To win $25,000. Well, I, I came in second place, and then I won the People's Choice Award awesome. with a total of $25,000. And, yeah. and what did you do with that? I had already contacted everybody I needed and and got all my prices ready and ready for me to call them and say, all right, go. So I made all the phone calls I needed to, had all my springs uh, being made. Um, I bought myself a better welder. I reached out to the wheel manufacturer in California and told them I'm ready, send them. Um, so I bought a bulk supply of wheels, bulk supply of springs, everything I needed to make the wheelchair. You invested in your business. All the way. And yeah. what's the name of your business? Spartan Wheel Chariots. I love it. That's <laughs> awesome. How fitting is that? Yeah. And did you come up with that or did you have help? No, I totally did it all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
So what's your yeah. biggest accomplishment? What are you most proud of after all of this? It always changes. Um, I, there's there's moments like, I mean, example, yesterday I got a message from a guy that had bought one of my chairs and said, what's the weight limit? I said, well, I've made them for 400-pound guys. I'm really not sure. Um, and they they were fine. And he said, well, I just pulled 553 pounds with it. I just want to let you know it's good for that. <laughs> and he, he's big into working out and stuff. Yeah, and, um, yeah. So, I mean, there's it's just the different people that I've helped. Um, I mean, know. that is a true purpose yeah. right there. I can imagine yeah. um, just the return on all that sweat equity you put in, yeah. plus all the no's, plus you learning to relive your life in a different way than what you were used to before, Yeah. plus then winning all that cash money and being able to put it into something to, you know, to better someone else's experience in their life. Like that's, yeah. Yeah. Another shout out to, um, Lauren Van of, mm-hmm. um, Adele Adele she reached out to me after she saw the story in the paper about winning that and said, I'll build you a website. No charge. We do uh, stuff to help people. And man, that's Thomasville right there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we couldn't yeah. tee that up any better for any <laughs> listener out there, whether yeah. they're from Thomasville or thinking to move here or thinking of starting a business or expanding their business, no matter what it is that I think that's the beauty too. And not just the entrepreneurship and business mindset is that one hand washes another and you know when you support someone that it supports so many other things and that yeah. impact is almost just it's hard to capture the true numbers behind that totally what would be your biggest advice for somebody any business that has an idea they see a need that needs to be filled what would be your biggest piece of advice find find what gets find what gets you where you need to be uh, mentally to never quit, uh, mm. because you're gonna you're gonna encounter no's, you're gonna fail, gonna mess some stuff up and you have to try again. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. you're you're gonna hit the you're gonna hit walls, but if you can pick yourself back up and keep going, you can do anything. Um, that I, has been a reoccurring theme over and over again with people that we've interviewed. Yeah, no matter who the, the business owner is. Yeah, yeah, that they the amount of no's that they received and the persistence and the grit to keep going, even when they were crying themselves to sleep at night, Yeah, um, has proven to be uh, the right thing to do. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's not still challenging or yeah. that the challenges don't, you know, they just don't disappear. Mm-hmm. Some of the best advice I've heard have been from um, speeches on uh, Les Brown and other motivational speakers on YouTube. I would sit and just draw in books and notebooks and listen to motivational speakers like during the mornings um, every day, it seemed like. But um, one thing he said that I always has stuck with me and I tell other people this is you're given your dream. And it might have been Steve Harvey that said this. It's not somebody else's dream. They don't have to believe in it. It's your dream. Mm-hmm. You know, it's up to you to make it happen. They don't. It's not their dream. Don't rely on them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is a really good one. So Spartan Wheel Chariots, for those who've never heard of it, um, where is it going in the future? What do you see for it? And where is like tell us a little bit about the location and where you're at now. What your what your what your goal is for the future. Um, my goal is to help employ other people that are disabled, 
um, help people financially get Spartan Wheel Chariots. Um, veterans, no charge. Um, a bigger facility. Um, put more money into marketing. Um, have liaisons at hospitals or therapeutic places across the nation. Um, and just just be there for people. Um, it's like a fifth of the price of any other wheelchair and it can do 500 times more than what a normal chair can do. That's so, incredible and it's a fifth of the price. Yeah. So you're making each and every one of these yourself, right? Right. Do you have a dream in the future for them ever to be mass produced in any way, in any level? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely mass production. Um, I don't know how I'm going to do it yet. Um, they're definitely, it can definitely be done because they're really nothing more than mountain bikes and mountain bikes are mass produced. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's kind of an evolution of still where the wheelchairs can go. go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, sure. Cause I guess it's not, if there's more to it than just the wheelchair, it's how do you, what carries the wheelchair? You know, like when I start thinking, I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of, okay, Andrew, if you couldn't get up and you had a wheelchair and you got to your car, where does it go? Exactly. How do you put it somewhere? Exactly. How do you pull it in the car with yeah. you? And yeah. Those are the biggest challenges that I've run into with being able to sell more is mine do not collapse and break down like normal wheelchairs as one solid piece, which is great. It doesn't break. It, um, other wheelchairs are definitely finicky and and. You break stuff easy because of that. But how do you get that into the car or right. the truck or whatever? If you have a car, I yeah. guess it would be easier yeah. for a truck than a car. Mm-hmm. There's definitely ways to do it. I always say this. We've been to the moon. This is not rocket science. <laughs> we can do this. We can totally yeah. do this. Yeah. Um, it, it's just a matter of um, I've been in school full time since this all started. So I haven't just sat down and knocked out all these different goals um, like I want to. Um so hopefully as the business goes grows um i'll be able to uh, network with people that can make those things happen and um just you know make something that um people can use for any situation they're in but it still have the capability of what this wheelchair represents and can do right well, as you grow, I want to help you with that. I do that's too. what the Development Authority, awesome. that's what the Chamber does. And I know and that listeners love to have you mass produce that here in Thomasville. Yes. Maybe at yeah. Red Hills Business Park. That's, that's my dream. I, that's what I was thinking too. I was that's like, Red Hills dream. Business Park sounds pretty nifty. <laughs> we'll help you with all of that. Yeah, but nonetheless, Ben, we are just A, delighted to be in your presence mm-hmm. and thankful that God brought you here. Thank you. And um, there's a silver lining in every situation, and you're clear, clearly a shining yeah. star of that. And we're super excited to see where Spartan Wheel Chariots goes, and we're excited to be a part of it, too. Thank you all very much. And, um, shout out to Lives Without Limits. I'm at Thomasville, another great organization that helped me yes. connect with a guy that lets me use the shop on his property now. Awesome. Um, so that is awesome. And I will second that we hired, um, at one point in time, we had, um, a receptionist that was wheelchair bound Yeah. and we had a challenge here with our old building being ADA compliant. And like I was yeah. telling you, when you walked in, the listeners may not, may not know, but because you have this, this awesome, you know, wheelchair bike type thing, your wheels could go up over the steps, but hers could not. And so we really had to figure out the ramp. 
and lives without limits was there the whole way so they you know if there's a an employer out there that's listening to this or someone there's definitely some assistance with folks out there who can help you figure out those things yeah What's the best way for people to reach you, Ben? Just look at the website or? If you go on uh, SpartanWheelChariots.com, my contact information's on there. You can find me on Facebook. I have Spartan Wheel Chariots Facebook account or Instagram, Spartan Wheel Chariots. Uh, Ben Huntzinger is also, I'm on Facebook and um, I'm I'm easy to call and I'm here to help. So if, if you ever have a any need to, to reach out about somebody that's in your life that I can help, please do. I'm here. Awesome. Well, I think that's a great ending to today's podcast. And we appreciate you guys giving us a listen and uh, hang tight. We'll have some more to release shortly. Thanks. Mm-hmm.